0: Thank you, and enjoy today's message.
1: Hi, how is everybody? It's quite a powerful uh, video, that, and um, we chose that because there is not one of us in here tonight that doesn't have sort of a connection with that, and even though we're remembering Um, you know, the First World War and the Second World War. There's some of us who don't have any connections with it, but we do have a memory of that day. And I thought it was quite powerful to say, "Okay, if that is part of your story, you know, how how does that uh, work with you? Now, it's interesting, over the last few weeks, we've talked about breaking free from that which haunts us. And last week, we talked about keeping free of those things that haunt us. And so this week, it would seem a bit contradictory to start remembering. <laughs> it's like, oh, hang on, what are you doing here? But it's because that's what we hold intention, isn't it? We want to be free, but at the same time, we want to remember. And we want to remember for proper reasons. And um, the, the reason why we remember is so that we don't go back Or follow that same pattern that took us where we were. Um, And so tonight we want to remember, but in Q's usual fashion, we're not just talking about remembrance in a very narrow way, we're wanting to talk about remembering in general. How do we remember, and what do we remember, and what are the reasons? Uh, we remember, which is, is, you know, quite a powerful thing. So we've just rem- uh, celebrated bonfire night and I thought it was interesting that if we were to ask our children, what are we celebrating this for, the majority are going to say, well we have fireworks and we have toffee apples and we, you know, we, we have fun and we go, the week before we maybe go trick-or-treating, but if you were to ask them what do we do it for... I think you'd find it quite strange they wouldn't have a memory of the real reason and I'm not sure whether it matters sometimes why there are people who are very much into politics who would say there is a good reason and we mustn't forget it but you see that depends how you're wired doesn't it so you know the reason why that happened was because some people decided that we're gonna blow up the houses of parliament. I've never understood why we want to celebrate blowing up the houses. I mean, really, it doesn't go with my head. Why do you celebrate the you know, the, the failed attempts to blow up the houses of parliament? I don't know. But anyway, you see what I mean. We remember it, but many people don't know why we remember it. But anyway, it's important though. That we remember that if our memories lead us towards hatred um, rather than towards a loving action it's important because we can all get stuck in remembering things from our past which only um, cultivates a desire for vengeance or a desire for uh, getting your own back you know what I mean but we want to only remember that which takes us towards loving action. So, like I say, today it's the uh, remembrance of the First World War and it was supposed to be a war that ended all wars, but did it? No. So something went wrong and so we ended up with World War II. And uh, the clip you've just watched, like I said, brings it a little bit more into our present day where we're aware that warring is going on all the time. I mean, I was absolutely blown away that um, over th- 340,000 people have died in the war in Syria since 2011. Just, just think about that for a minute. It's unbelievable. 340,000 people. And we would say, well, that's not happening to us but it's going on and the, the, the sad thing is that whether we want to make a stand and say we remember, you could say well what's the point of remembering because somehow it seems to bypass the memory and people still do what they want to do and that, that's what's really quite sad. But anyway, um, I'm more com- connected with World War II because my dad was in the RAF and there's some of you here who've got... Memories. I think, I think it wasn't it you, uh, Leah, wasn't there a connection on Facebook? Was it your granddad or whatever? Uh, my dad was um, a radar operator and he was one of the first to be uh, in that. But you see, the thing is, the memory that I have is that my dad was only five foot six. And um, he'd gone into the ARRI effort when he was um, 18 years old. And had he been taller, he would have been assigned to Bomber Command, and had he been assigned to Bomber Command, I don't know whether I would be here today. But because he was short, <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because I find that quite comical. Because he was short, he wasn't allowed to go into Bomber Command, but he was put into Coastal Command, which meant he was the first of radar operators, which quite is, is quite a you know claim to fame. In, in my family, and he probably saved his life. And uh, so they're the things I remember about World War II. I also remember that my mother used to harp on, and if there's any here who used to do the same, about ration books. I am not kidding you. She would tell me all the time that they would be allowed two ounces of butter per week, two ounces of butter. And so, if we ever spread too much butter on our toast, you can imagine the, you know, the 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 looks and the glares that we would get. Because even though we were living in the freedom of what had happened for us, my mother still lived in the rationing of the books that she had two ounces of butter, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, that wasn't so good. So anyway, it is said that couples who don't learn from their fights, break up. People who don't learn from their mistakes don't mature. It is also said that those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. I don't know if that's true, but that's what is said. And it's also said that it's only the dead who actually have seen the end of war. That's quite daunting, isn't it? To think that only the dead have seen the end of war. So as we, are we as humans given a certain irrationality that leads us down certain paths over and over again? Is it because we really do forget? So what we wanted to do tonight, and I know Q is quite weird and I'm quite happy to say that that is who we are. We wanted to associate tonight with a theme which is going to be very sensitive and I understand that because that's just who we are. And uh, we really felt that there was a sad parallel to the whole issue of whether we forget or uh, don't remember in the context of another parallel in life. And that is when people uh, have dementia Or have Alzheimer's and they suddenly lose all memory. It's one of the most heartbreaking tragedies in a human life to lose all memory. And you might think, well, why are you doing this? It's because in my head, if we forget, we become like that because we decide that nothing of the story of our life affects where we are and it's quite important when we can't remember that's when we understand the crucial nature of our memory for good and for bad if you lose your story who are you where have you been where are you going and the same is true of society if we have no common remembered past then we no longer have a common sense of purpose or direction, belonging, or being. And we become individuals all travelling different paths. We we, We become, as it were, a senile society. And that's really quite sad because there is nothing that binds us together of a common story. Now, this is what a journalist who I was reading just the other day said, and I find this quite amazing. He said this, History is vital to a nation's survival, just as memory is to an individual. Without it, we lose our bearings. And that's quite powerful, isn't it? That without remembering certain things, we don't know how to navigate our lives, both good and bad. We not only forget our way home, but we forget the road that leads us towards destruction or despair and most likely we are unable to make that return journey. So we want to be sensitive tonight and um, I am very aware that there are people in this place who are having to handle the relationships that occur with people who have that illness of dementia and uh, Alzheimer's and we're not for one minute wanting to not understand that it must be absolutely uh, awful. And for all of those who are suffering with, with, with that, or um, we want to remember them today. See, it's about remembering. Can we remember what it must be like for people to have no memory? It must be absolutely horrendous. And so it is said that when a man loses his memory, he loses everything. And uh, the next clip that we're going to show, there's a couple of clips tonight. And um, like I say, I hope I've set it up well, because what you see is the terrible thing that happens when we forget. So memory and remembering is so in- important. And um, life is precious, and we have to remember it can be gone in a flash. But if we are willing to keep telling the story, the story that we know, um, It might be that at some point it can bring everybody back um, as we tell that story. This is what remembering does. I always remember a while ago that uh, to remember, if you put the re, uh, you know, and then the gap, member means to put back together. And uh, when we forget, we allow those things to to stay ever dismembered. Uh, in our memories, and uh, things really do die if we don't remember. So, hope you enjoy tonight. I guess the point we're trying
2: to make tonight, which I think is very important, is that um, remembering is critically important to our wholeness and our well being. And, like Chris said, one of the reasons we sensitively wanted to use this clip, and there's another clip goes with this, about Alzheimer's or dementia, is to show that when a person loses sight of the memory, it affects their existence, not only now, the future, it affects their relationships, and, and we become incomplete and unwhole because we don't remember. Um, I don't know if any of you watched the movie that came out last year, They Shall Not Grow Old. It's a, a version of um, of... Film shots that were taken during World War I that um, have been uh, digitally colored. So now you have a colored uh, impression of all this very interesting real life stories, real life experiences. And um, as I saw a bit of that um, this week and looked into the eyes of some of those young men who were there, you know, I thought, would I have been brave enough? Could I, could I have done it? You see what was demanded of them and, uh, and the conditions they lived in. You know, of course, the officer would tell you, you, either go that way towards the German trenches or you come this way and I'll shoot you. So, not, not very nice. And, you know, you say, well, you know, that's 100 years ago, does it really matter? But if that doesn't matter, then last week doesn't matter. And your childhood doesn't matter and the war that you had at home doesn't matter, and the abuse that you suffered doesn't matter. You see, if if that doesn't matter, nothing else matters, and our memories are very important because every story, you know, and and particularly tomorrow we we remember the armistice of, of the First World War, every story has importance far beyond the boundaries of its own existence, every story. And every memory adds context to the content of that story. So the problem is, if we don't have memory, we can't have context to the story of our life. And and, and memory is not just helpful when it's happy. Memory is helpful, whatever that memory is, because without it, we don't have the context for the content that we can then deal with. Memory is one of the most powerful abilities of the brain. And if we lose it, we lose a huge part of ourselves. Sometimes we want to lose it, See That's the issue. Sometimes we want to lose it. Things that we look back on, they carry pain, they carry hardship, they carry difficulty. We we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. We, We want to lose it. We want to ignore it. We want to hide it. But in doing so, we lose part of who we are. And that's important for all of our wholeness. When we have no shared memory, Chris used a great phrase in that other thing, we lose our bearings, and there's something about our ability to deal with all of our memories that affects our bearings, the direction we go, how we navigate our way through life. So, so the truth would be that memory is actually there to help and guide us, not torment and terrorise us. Even though the truth is memories do torment and terrorise us. Memories can be painful, but if we can take them in the proper sense and not ignore them, then they help us and they guide us and stop tormenting and terrorising us because they're taking us somewhere. Memories, Memories can become intertwined with all kinds of things and then they become edited for palatability. So one of the things you learn in psychology is that we have an innate ability in the brain to edit our memories so that we can actually blank out some memories because those memories were too painful. Or we adjust the memories so that we only have the good bits, so that we don't have the bad bits. Now, now I understand that and it, it, helps us, it helps to ease the pain of memory, but the problem is it doesn't help us to deal with the root of the pain of the memory. So, so a pain ignored is not a pain healed. But a pain remembered is a pain healed. A situation remembered is a situation that has the potential for change, and that's why we remember what we're remembering, and that's why memories are important. I like, you know, um, if, if you understand anything about God and the Bible, God has an unedited version of your life and my life. And one, one of the verses I love in Psalm 103, it says, He remembers that we are but dust because he knows our frame. Now, that's an unedited version that says God doesn't edit out of our lives the issues, the failures, the weaknesses, the problems. He's quite happy to accommodate that because he knows if we can accommodate that with the grace that flows, then out of our frailty will actually come strength if we do it. But like Chris says, the war to end all wars unfortunately didn't end all wars because we didn't learn the lessons from it. So the truth is, some memories should be kept alive. Painful, yes, but some memories should be kept alive because to lose them means a lesson lost and potentially a repeat of past mistakes. So if we're going to heal the memories, the memories have to be allowed to be memories so that we can find the healing and hopefully get a lesson that will re- not repeat the past mistakes that we've had. To remember the right way is to remember our existence. Now get this just as a little thought. The word remember is made up of two Latin words and two Greek words and of course into English it's made up of the words re and member. Now when we put them together, we only associate remember with with bringing to mind something from the past. But you see, the actual word, if you break it down, is to remember, to put back... Together, And when we learn to deal with memories correctly, it allows us to be put back together. It allows others to be put back together. If in the context we talked about sensitively of something like Alzheimer's or dementia, if the memories can be brought back, you are remembered. And you'll see in the next clip how, how this lady comes back just for a little while. Because in remembering, she is remembered, and that's what we want for you. So let me finish with this. Remembering can produce hate, indifference, sorrow, or love. It's not the thing itself, but how we choose to process it. Loss of memory creates extreme reactions which lack balance through loss of bearings. And you will see how loss of memory can be so frustrating in a medical sense that it creates extreme reactions. And when we don't associate correctly with the memories of the past, it it creates extreme reactions, which if they come out as anger or hate or indifference or sorrow, become very destructive in our lives. So memory is very powerful, but here's the lesson of history, of the ages, of all that we're remembering. Memory is very powerful, but let it drive you to loving action. There's a grace for that if you're open to receive it. Because the problem there that's uh, being conveyed and gets conveyed is that the, uh, the young chicks have no memory of what it took to get to what was so lovely. And to them that's just normality. And so somebody has to remind them how we got here. and We all got here because of something, we all got here because of someone. And um, one of the problems of, of, of memory is that the power of memory is, is locked in emotion. And uh, the emotion of memory can't always be translated to a textbook. So you can read stories of the horrors of World War I, World War II, 9-11, whatever and just read it as facts that actually does nothing to you therefore it draws nothing from you therefore it doesn't inspire us to be anything or do anything or become anything because it's just facts but what we tried to do today and particularly again by showing some of the clips we have is that, is that memories are an emotional thing yeah. and um, a shared memory can be very powerful and, and we all have to apply ourselves, should apply ourselves, ought to apply ourselves to emotionally connect with the memories of people, because they're important, the memories of history, because they were important, all that brought us to the journey, it's important, you know, I, I, I like the fact that when the Bible talks about Jesus, Jesus was emotionally attached to the people that he... Served. He was not detached. They were not subjects in a story. They were actually people in his life that he emotionally attached to. So, so let me bring us towards some conclusions tonight. And, and what I wanted to say was that memories are the link to both bondage and freedom. So... If you were in, let's say, the First World War, your memories can bind you to the pain of that event, but those memories can also be the link to freedom because of that event that shows you where the correction needs to come, where the forgiveness needs to come, where the love needs to come, where the healing needs to come. So the same memory links us both to bondage and to freedom. That's why we said that embracing our memories are important, because although they may attach us to a bondage, a pain, a sorrow, a sadness, they're also the thing that project us and move us forward into our freedom and into our hope, just like on chicken rung. There's a little story in the Bible, I'm not going to talk a long time about this, way back in the book of Joshua in the Old Testament that relates to the people, the children of Israel, and this deliverance from their bondage in the land of Egypt and how having left Egypt, crossed the desert, then they crossed a river called the Jordan River, which led them into the place of freedom. And um, I find the Bible a fascinating book because it so readily latches into the important... Elements that we would miss in the journey of life. And what it latches into, it says, God said to Joshua, the Lord said to Joshua, send 12 of the tribal leaders into the river Jordan that had parted to let them through, and tell them each to collect a stone from the river. And let them bring those stones out of the river, and let them erect those stones on the freedom side of the river and said, why why do we do this? And he said, so that this will be a sign among you that when your children ask, in times to come, what do these stones mean to you? You say these stones are a memorial for where we've come from. We're not forgetting where we come from. We're not forgetting the bondage, the pain, the hard labor, the difficulty. But sometimes we need those stones to remind us we came from somewhere to get here. And because we got here, we're going somewhere and that our memories become the springboard to project us into the future. When they said this was the war to end all wars, somebody had hoped that our memories would be so strong that we would bring those stones out of that river and say, we'll never go there again. We're still looking for that in our world. But war extends much further than battlefields in countries. War extends into hearts and into minds and into lives and into families and into experiences that require the same dealing with that memory to project us forward. And so that was what God says, you got to take a stone from that place because you're coming out and you need to remember It's important you remember so that you have a measure for where you've come to. That's why history is important. It's why our past is important and why memory is so important. Stones from the river to remind you to look beyond the river in both directions. Now this is one of the rare occasions that I would say to you, you need to look back. Many times I would say you don't need to look back, but this is one of those occasions because the stones from the river remind you to look beyond the river in both directions. You look back to where you've come from, but you look forward to where you're going. And where you're going becomes precious and glorious because you know where you've come from. And you guys need to appreciate, you may still have pain and sorrow and difficulty, but you made it to here. Get some stones out of that memory and in the grace that God gives you, say, these stones are marker points to say, yes, it was that bad. Yes, it was that painful, but I've come through a river and I'm moving on and these stones are telling me where I've come from. It's both directions. When we look back to look forward, so this one little thing came in my mind, I'll, I'll, I'll wind up with this. When crossing the road, what were you always taught to do? Look both ways before you cross the road so that you don't get run over. Well, in the context of how we attach ourselves to memory in our lives, when you're crossing the road of history, remember to look both ways. Look back and look forward and then you won't get run over in the process but you'll come to freedom. The fact we came from somewhere to get here actually means that we're going somewhere and I believe there is a grace that flows from God into our lives to take us there. Let's just pray just one moment. Right now, for every family that is affected and, and, and in the midst of dealing with the issue of Alzheimer's and dementia, we pray a grace tonight, Father, in, in those families. Pray a grace and pray for light, pray for moments to restore because that memories are so important. And also I pray for every, every man, woman, boy, girl in here who, whose memories are painful because of where it was and the war and the battle and the horror and, and, and the thoughts and, and the sadness, that they will not become anger and disillusionment. But I pray for a grace on those memories that tonight we take some stones out of that river to realise we're making a crossing. By grace, we're making a crossing. And those stones are now will be our story to our children that say we were there and we've looked back at what we were, but we're not there any longer And we're moving forward because grace is taking us on.
1: Mm. Wonderful.
0: Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. If you've been inspired by what you've heard today, then why not email us at info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. We love that you're listening to us and we'd love to hear from you too. Did you know you can also watch all of the talks from Q on our YouTube channel? Just go to youtube.com forward slash Q York. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Until then, enjoy the quest.